Whatever crap. I'm making fun of me because I, I love wheat. 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 Wheat with a T. Oh, T. Wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat with a T. <laughs> Definitely. He's a fairly formal goat, but he likes to party. Did you guys know that uh, Pepe Le Pew has been banned from like Looney Tunes because it's offensive to the French, I guess? Cheers. This is a New England. It's supposed to look like orange juice. <laughs> it still never gets old listening to that intro. I, I can't wait uh, till we change it, though, because we've got some gems in the queue to change to uh, for this next go-round. Especially with some PNP in there. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, speaking of that, uh, here we are, Saunders Stories. I don't know what chapter it is anymore. Um, it's 20-something. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Um, I am joined today by Luke Shropshire, P and P, Danny Harold, hello, Chase Legler, hello, Jeff Parker, JP, hello, JP, and uh, we we brought back. We had such a great podcast a couple of weeks ago with Steve Otto that we brought him back. Steve, what's up? Otto. <laughs> Not my IQ. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, today we wanted to talk about a beer that we just re-released. Uh, it's, it's a seasonal staple for us at this point, if that's even possible to have a year in. But uh, this seems to be, uh, be a beer that everyone loves and is clamoring for. Uh, they were clamoring for it months before we, we opened, uh, which is awesome and super exciting for all of us to see. We're talking about our what I would deem our Christmas beer, even though we don't, it, we don't market it as a Christmas beer, but it definitely has that Christmas feeling, uh, like Christmas morning, uh, Kenosha Kickers. And it's an apple streusel ale. We, uh, our marketing team has uh, aptly deemed it uh, an apple streusel, which is fun. I think that was Luke's idea. Was that Luke's idea? I believe so, yeah. So I guess Luke is That's half marketing, ideas, half production. Yeah. <laughs> I do a little bit of all. <laughs> Jack of all trades. Well, <laughs> that's right. Well, and it's perfect because it's exactly what it drinks like. Well, I funnily... Wow, funnily is funnily. not a word. Uh, Holy shit. Funnily. <laughs> I, funny enough, thought that Struis Ale was a type of beer. Oh, Like, when I yes. first saw, I was like, oh, like, that's kind of a unique style of beer. I'm into that. And then I just found out that Luke made that up. Yeah, I, I funnily <laughs> didn't think that, but... What was that? <laughs> I just had to find a way to use funnily now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look funnily up after this. I'm like 75% sure it's not a word. Yeah, I, I don't even know that I'm uh, where I'm at on that. It just because of how you reacted to yourself saying it, I don't think it's a word. At a minimum, it sounds poor. <laughs> it doesn't sound awesome. Funnelish. Pretty sure it's when you're funneling things in a comedic action. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Yeah, that seems real to me. Um, so let's just dive right into what this beer is. Because there's a lot of things this beer isn't, but there's also a lot of things this beer is. Um, I, I, I would start with this beer is it, very fun, right? So to me, this is my favorite brand that we have. Uh, obviously, I'm a huge Home Alone fan, so Gus Polinski, Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> I mean, come on, polka, polka. I'm totally here for that. Uh, it's a fun brand. It, to me, it just, it just screams lighthearted, uh, life of the party, easy to drink, fun beer. And, and to me, if you don't know what you're getting into, uh, you, would, you would probably look at this and go, Apple Strusale, what's that? A legitimate right? beer style, apparently. Yeah, it is, funnily enough. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it's, uh, I feel like everybody has, even if you don't love it, everybody's had apple cider, uh, like cold apple cider, right, uh, from an orchard. This, this, this drink is that to me. It tastes like apple cider. Uh, but you get the fun, effective booze with it. So, um, and it's, it's, for being that, it blows my mind how complex it is as well. There's so much going on, and we'll talk a little bit about that on, in, in, on the background from a production side. But just before you, even, before you even dive into that, just in itself, you get apple cider, but it still smells like a beer and is still a beer, right? Uh, Steve, I think you said it's, it's Jennifer's favorite beer that we make, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's apple pie in a glass. And it, it, you could, so you could serve this at whatever beer freezes at, 32.1 degrees. <laughs> it's you, lower you, than that because the alcohol, but... Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> How did you not know that, Steve? Because I got a freaking C in chemistry, that's all. <laughs> so it, it doesn't matter how cold you serve this. It, it brings back its apple pie in your mouth yep. with, oh, yeah, it's beer. Yep. And um, it, it's the beer that my wife has been known to smuggle into the tap room and say, hey, uh, can you pour one of these for me even though it's June? <laughs> <laughs> I, awesome. I've been they sitting on one. Yeah. I, I, have, I have one left. Shout out to Chad Blunt. He snagged me one. I was sad that I went through my entire six-pack, and I was like, man, I really wish I should have saved one and, like, tried it with a new batch. Chad hooked me up, so I'm excited to, whenever we can this, bring one home and try it versus last year. Oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fun. I got a six-pack. Do you uh, really? You have a whole, yeah. whole six-pack? Yeah. It's, um, it's almost like you made it and knew where to get it or something. Chase, uh, <laughs> Chase told me, he was like, hey, take a six-pack and put this in the cellar and just see how it changes. He's like, okay. So I've had it ever since. I actually haven't had one in, in from last year. I haven't had one in months. Oh, actually, uh, Haley's dad. Uh, so my fiance Haley. She uh, her dad still has like two or three left in the fridge. I'll take them next time I'm there. Dude, I, I would love. Take them this time say, yeah. there. First of all, you just said you have a six pack still, and then you just talked about stealing well, one from your fiance's dad. That's instead. for me. That's for that's me. A- that's my salad. That's my collection. <laughs> so so I, have, I have two six-packs that I beat up an old woman at Drug Mart for. <laughs> Did you know I'm an investor there? Hey, it's mine. Was <laughs> <laughs> like, she smaller than you? Or, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, she, she was 6'2", 230. <laughs> and, I, and I'm 6'2", 235. So I, I just bumped her into the shampoo aisle and said, thank you very much. Conveniently, what he's not telling right. anyone is, is <laughs> that was his wife. <laughs> so after the uh, Dead and Company show this uh, past summer, uh, I found two in the back of the fridge after the show. Oh, that's they were awesome. Delightful. We're drinking awesome a, stuff. Oh, it was still drinking awesome. Yeah. Really nice nightcap. That's always like, hey, where's that? Where's the sound of beers? Uh, oh, uh, I think I got Kenosha. Where's that come from? <laughs> uh, those were cooler aged. Oh, absolutely. Those are the best surprises when you like pack stuff into the fridge and then you get through it and you're like, oh, there was some good stuff in the back here. Yeah, you know what's not an awesome surprise? Because this just happened to me recently. <laughs> when your fridge gets too cold in one portion of the fridge and you store it in the back and yeah. it freezes. Uh, That's not an awesome surprise. It explodes. Surprise. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen. Yeah, it did happen to a beer, actually. It's not awesome. <laughs> No. So, okay, so we've got apple pint of glass. Uh, we all agree with that. I mean, that's what this beer is. It's, it's awesome. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, it drinks well throughout the year. We've talked about that. Let's talk about what it actually is from production. 
it's fun because for those of you that had, have had this year's version, it tastes just like last year's version. It's uh, uh, as we've refined our processes in, in the brew house as a team, you guys have found different ways uh, and critiqued and fine-tuned things. And I think there are a couple of things you all did this year that made this beer a little bit lighter and a little more drinkable, a little more approachable, a little less sweet, less thick in the body. But the first time we did this, uh, it was, Luke, one of your first beers that you were kind of manning the brew house on your own. And it took a lot of on-the-fly changes and adapt- adaptations yes. to make this beer what it is. And for, for you all to be able to replicate that after uh, what I would say was some incidents, uh, it, it worked out. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, and, and just uh, poor note-taking back then because it was literally just Luke and I the entire time. No, so it was we good were- note-taking. It was yeah. very good note taking. No, because I remember, I remember I told you to make sure you take good notes because it's going to be one of the best beers we've made. <laughs> yes. Well, we tried. We went. We went. Yeah. So exactly. So stuff happened, and um, you know, it was new to. Me. I mean, hard piping, automation. You know, I'm coming from hand valves and pumps and hoses on the floor. Like this, you know. <laughs> I struggled a little bit at the beginning, okay? <laughs> Sue me, right? Um, and so we just winged this beer, basically. Uh, <laughs> you, I think you did. But. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, I remember when we were preparing for the grain order and Chase and I were looking at the, the notes, and the notes were pretty good uh, to a point. Uh, Chase and I had to kind of reevaluate and be like, well, why did we say this? Why was our gravity here? But why was that there? And then, you know, luckily him and I are smart enough to decipher what happened. So we, we put two and two together. Um, and so <laughs> we, we rebrewed it to a specific gravity and accounted for uh, some additions and whatever. So in a long story short, we hit the, we hit the gravity. We did everything we needed to. Um, we fermented out the way we did last time. Um, we were unfortunate to do in the same fermenter. We did in fermenter two this time. It was fermenter one last time, so that was kind of heartbreaking, but we did it. And, um, but this time we had more beer than last time, and that was kind of like the offset. And so we ordered all the ingredients. Luckily, you know, when you're a brewery, you order a little bit of more of everything on purpose just in case, and Chase ordered a little bit of everything extra, and it was, it was a good purchase. Um, and yeah, so that we, 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 you know, we brought it back to where it was. Um, I would say, uh, you know, this batch is very, very reminiscent of the first batch. It's, it's just crushable now. You know, it's, uh, it goes down smooth. It's, uh, there, when I say acidity, I'm, I'm saying more of a balance. So when you look at, you know, like a wine or something, you know, it, uh, you know, a big red, Big red wine's got, you know, it's sweet up front potentially a little bit with the tannins kind of rounding it out in the pack and it dries out. You get that kind of dry palate. So when I'm saying acidity on the Kenosha Kickers, it's, it's sweet up front. Um, you get that big bodacious, you know, cinnamon apple character. Nice word. Yeah, that mold, that mold, M-U-L-L-E-D, mold, cinnamon, uh, apple, apple cider kind of character. Um, and that finish is super clean, and it just dries. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's complimentary, though, to what your palate expects it to finish. You're thinking, oh, man, it's going to be like a diabetes bomb. Nope. Gotcha. And that's the complexity that we uh, chase. Actually, chase, Chase's idea how, how we got that down, how we were able to kind of tie that all together so it, it's more drinkable versus kind of being like, Phew. 
Okay, that's enough of that beer. One sip done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it actually the, the most complex beer that, that we made at that point, which was, what were we in, like two months in? Yeah, two, well, at the time of brewing it, we'd really only, only been open for a couple of weeks. You yeah. had been brewing for about a month. Yeah, so it was, it was by far the most complex beer that we made because there is some souring process to this beer as well. Uh, that kind of favors and uh, some of the adjuncts. Um, so for, for for us, it was a lot of fun to make, and we didn't really know how it was going to turn out. And I think Justin's pretty pretty used to this with some of these beers that are kind of out there. It's like, you know, we might have to dump this. And he's always like, yep, okay, go for it. Yeah. And uh, luckily, we actually haven't had to dump up a beer with us going into it with a, a goofy process or procedures yeah the only beer we've had to dump ever was from uh an adjunct that yeah. was added that, that didn't just yeah. didn't go well I, i've just listened to these guys describe how they make this beer and i'm like i need a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> well it's like every person that walked in the brewery every delivery guy when we when like we're stewing full cinnamon sticks and and I mean, the, the, the work that goes into this beer, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, it smells like Christmas. And it's November 1st, you know, it, so, I mean, we're officially in the holiday season. So yeah, it, it it's, it's true. When, when this beer was being made, we had a meeting in the, in the event room right off of production, and, and y'all were, were basically creating the, the cinnamon juice, mm-hmm. as I would say, with the cinnamon sticks, whole cinnamon sticks. Yeah. You're, you're, you're boiling them, yeah. right, yep. and creating the basically a cinnamon extract, yeah. essentially. The whole brewery smelled like cinnamon rolls. Yeah. It was right. crazy. Amazing. It, it, it smelled awesome. But that's really important because you're not just throwing uh, an artificial cinnamon extract yeah. in this beer. This is actual cinnamon sticks that are brewed or, or boiled yeah. Yeah. In, I mean, in a kettle. <laughs> so uh, I guess we should go back to the original batch and then how you know, we redid it. First badge was just a shot in the dark. We had no idea what we were doing. We <laughs> estimated on the apple juice that we needed. We, we knew kind of what we were doing. We had a sense. <laughs> you know, I told Chase, you know, there's, there's a couple versions of cinnamon, and there's a specific kind that I am very strict on that we have to get, so we get it. Chase is, I was like, you know, maybe we'll head to the bright tank. He's like, eh. And so then, you know, I was kind of doing more cellaring at this point, and Chase was kind of owning it at this point. Like we said, we're a month in of brewing, so obviously Chase is going to be taking over on the most complicated beers that we have. I have no idea what we're doing with. He's boiling it, you know. I was like, is this going to work? He's like, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. The brewery smells great. It smells like Christmas. It's awesome. You know, we add, we, you know, we, to just point, we make an extract. It's not alcohol-based. It's water-based. You know, we add it. You know, we put the beer into it that's already been fermented with the apple juice. So we're like, I think this tastes right. You know, and then it goes in. And we're like, okay, it's kind of sweet, you know, but it's it's pretty good. And like, I think it's gonna do pretty well. And the whole beer in general was <laughs> not the way we planned. And we had to pivot heavily in order to save it. And you know, Chase was being really you know optimistic about. It. I was like, oh man, this is this is super complicated, like very in depth beer. I was like, I don't know, dude. I think I I think I ruined it. I think I think we have to bur- like dump this. And he's like, no, nah, it's great. It's there, great. Yeah, there's been a, there's been a few times where Luke's like, I think we should dump it. I'm like, nah, I, I think we're good here. I think the the, the learning lesson is when Luke comes running in, myself yeah. comes running into the lab. I'm like, Chase, this is crap. He's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. 
It turns out pretty good, actually. <laughs> Let's just take it down a notch. I don't think we're so, quite there. So what, what was the driving force behind this beer? What made you guys say, I want to brew a beer that tastes like apple pie? Where did that come from? So, and, you know, this is fair. I'm not trying to pick on him, but Justin's like, spice lager. we got to do a spice lager. I was like, <laughs> first of all, let's back up There's a second. There's stats on it. I know, I know. Yes. I know. There are Statistically stats. Statistically speaking. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Statistically speaking, Sam Adams Winter Lager sells more than Sam Adams Oktoberfest. So my point was... And by the way, I have a couple of people in my ear all the time. Like, hey, why aren't you brewing this? Hey, you guys should brew this. Hey, why don't you brew this? So, and I had consistently heard for about three months, are you going to brew a winter lager? Are you going to brew a winter lager? So I threw that out there. I'm much happier with this, Luke. Okay? I'm just going to call it Brad Meisner on that. Yeah, Brad Meisner is this, the, the hardest driving force. So Brad was pushing for a spice lager. <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> Chase and I, you know, thought back and we were like, well, you know, you and I have worked both with a lot of fruit. Let's work with some more fruit. We're like, well, I mean, apples speak to December with the mold cider MU. Not, I almost say that because I said that to Chase and he's like, moldy cider? So I just want to make sure that when you hear me say mold, mold cider, you understand what I'm saying because you could just not use it. So, like so, <laughs> spike so, cider, spike cider, how about so, that? So in, South, like in southwestern Ohio speak, it's mold. Mold, thank you. Mold. mold. I'm saying it wrong. There we go. Yeah. That's yeah, why. That's that sounds why. better. All right, yeah. mold. Hold on. Luke is saying something wrong. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa. Ooh, is Alan? Alan's here, actually, isn't he? He, he has left. Yeah. <laughs> we should go get him. Mold cider. Thank you. I was saying it wrong. You got it, man. So yes. We Steve, came we're going to keep that you around here. Like you get mold by a bear and you mold apples <laughs> to make cider. <laughs> So. You know what? Luke never lets us forget when we say like Bamberg or something like right. that. So now we won't let him. Know, we'll let or not Le let him Le forget. Schwalf. He said mold. Thank you. Steve. That, that's Thank why you. I was. That's why I was late from the brewery last night, <laughs> Jennifer. I was mold by a bear. <laughs> it's actually by apples. Thank you. So. Um, so we decided to come with the mold cider, and you know we decided to go with the brown base. And um, Chase and I wrote that recipe from scratch. It was pretty fun. We were incorporating some new malts that Chase hadn't used before that I had in my past job. And Chase was a little skeptical about it. But to be honest, we were both a little skeptical about this beer in general. But we had an idea of what we're doing. So we were, we were fine with it. Um, the base beer is pretty solid, to be honest with you. Um, and then we just rolled with it. But, yeah, that's how it came, came about. Yeah, Luke opened my eyes to uh, pale chocolate, which I actually never used before. It's a fantastic malt. And brown malt. Was this one yeah, of the first malt, beers yeah. that you all collaborated with in terms of building the recipe? I, fe I feel uh, like it was. Oktoberfest was the, the first. The, the, uh, that we brewed, I, would, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. Oktoberfest wasn't yeah. brewed for months later. Year, yeah. A year later, almost a year yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you're right. So, yeah. We so, took a, so, Luke, as a layman, when I sit here and I, I hear you say that you and Chase scratched this recipe out on a, I don't know, on a cocktail napkin or something, yeah. that just blows me away. That, that you guys have the creativity to, to just, like, start grabbing ingredients and you make a beer that tastes like this. And, well, it's, and it's just off the charts unbelievable. The thing that would really blow you away is Chase has an Excel sheet that he wrote that predicts everything. Evaporation, gravity, you know, if we overshoot our, overshoot our gravity, and, you know, since we're a production brewery and we post our alcohol levels on the can, we have to make sure our ABVs inspect 
So when I say this, I'm saying like we're literally using a little bit, but we'll cut it down with a little bit of water to make sure it's in spec. That doesn't mean we're cutting beers with water to bump our amount total, but like just to kind of, you know, we'll put in maybe 30 gallons total just to kind of bring it down from a gravity level so we hit our ABV, otherwise the TTB will, will get us pretty hard. Chase has a calculator for that. Chase has a calculator that predicts IBUs. Chase has, I mean, <laughs> look at this Excel sheet. It's, it's well, I, I mean, I, so I, I moved down here in July of 2017, and we didn't break ground until uh, March. So I, I had time April, to create. October. October is when we broke ground. October, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyways, October. Um, so I had time to create this sheet off numbers, which it I mean, was crazy. And I'm, it's, it's crazy. I, I've never created an Excel sheet before in my life, so <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I spent a lot of time Googling how to do things and – she said, uh, Justin could have done it in a day. <laughs> he, Justin could have done it in probably half a day. But, I mean, it's actually very complicated with uh, the, the salt additions for the water chemistry. It was, that was probably the hardest, uh, the most proud part of it that I am is with the water chemistry itself, the calculations that I had to find multiple uh, resources and, and books to find it to create uh, the calculation for it. Well, then I'll... Also, oh, excuse me. No, these guys, I mean, also, like, every malt, every hop, like, are analyzed down to the T. And so they're not just putting anything in the beer. They're really doing the research to, to find the nuances in the malt, to find exactly the blends that they want to for this. So it's not just, you know, well, the details that, that you guys go into with all these. But this kind of goes towards back chase, you know. So, you know, I'm used to writing on Beersmith. It's just like a homebrew app, but it, like, gives you, like, of estimated funnel grabbing and everything. That's the only thing that Chase doesn't have. And he's like, all right, estimate's going to finish around here. I'm like, how do you know this? And he's like, oh, I just brew these malts well, a lot. I, I mean, so homebrewing for me was never really homebrewing, I guess. It was, it was always pilot brewing. Well, it was, always, it was always pilot brewing, but it was always a challenge. So I, I actually took the time to write all my recipes freehand. And I actually memorized <laughs> no. all the calculations. Nope. Because... I was, I don't know, I, was just, I, I needed to, to challenge myself. So to write this, even though I had no experience with Excel or numbers, they call it, on, on apples. Um, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on, on apples. I love that you caught yourself. <laughs> I was going to let it go, but you stopped. I was, was going to say it. <laughs> Whatever. On them, on them max. It was... Uh, it was <laughs> It was well, and I didn't. I didn't want to buy a Mac, but Justin had a Mac, and I wanted to be a cool kid, so I bought a Mac. And now oh you'll never go back people. to a PC. Yeah, I wanted a Mac too, but I got a PC instead. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Also, the price was a lot better on the PC. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. So on uh, apples. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I just I. I've always kind of geeked out on, and I'm I'm always been kind of somewhat decent at at math, and I I like the challenge of it. I definitely don't go about it in a proper way. I kind of just scratch a lot of numbers down and kind of figure it out. But it was it was a lot of fun to make this Excel sheet, and I'm sure there's some you know mistakes in it that I haven't caught yet. Um, but it definitely is working for us. JP, what do you think about this beer? <laughs> Oh, I love it. Like I said, I mean, when I found those two Kenosh, uh sitting in the back of the fridge in, like, July, <laughs> you know, like six months after it was brewed, I said, yes. Well, it's just so drinkable, and, and this beer, I love beers that are versatile. I like, I like pairing uh, beers with food, 
and whatnot. So I think this is a great dessert beer. I really love it. You know, I'm a pie guy, so so I love to pair this kind of thing up with things. I like I'm pie. a pie guy. Me, me too, Jeff. Right? I and then, like, you know, as this evolved, because I, I was around for the brewing last year, um, but, you know, this year, we were canning, I think, when they were really doing the stuff, but... Uh, just to be involved in something like this and the beer that comes out to be, I mean, there's no other beer like this around. Uh, I, I definitely and, agree with that. And, it's very and, unique. And I, I, I just love it. I love it to death. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a, it's a, one of my fondest memories of, of Luke and I because uh, <laughs> Luke came over uh, the night after we finished this, after we finished packaging this beer, and it was a Friday, <laughs> And he came over. Well, let's, let's rephrase. It was really snowy, and I was like, I don't know if I want to drive home. And you're like, bro, do you want to come over and spend the night? And I was like, well, let me call my girlfriend. Chase, I got the okay. Let's go. <laughs> sleepover, buddy. <laughs> it was a sleepover. And <laughs> <laughs> this is right about the time that I realized that Chase had replaced me with Luke. <laughs> I never got invited for a sleepover, by the way. <laughs> Safety issue, I think. Keep, keep going, keep going. So Chase comes, or Luke comes over. So we we finish this beer, and it you, was. You guys have onesies. <laughs> They're on back order. I they? actually, uh, and Haley will, will uh, you know. It's okay. We don't. I, need to I actually there. sleep naked. No. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> this all. This was not the night that you found Luke with the chocolate all over his hands, right? No, that's a separate night. Okay, we won't talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. But if you're around, you should ask like about it. It's a great story. <laughs> but we, so we, so we got back to the house and we each had, I think I, th- I think we brought a six pack each of us to the house, and we were talking about the beer and we were we were kind of mulling it over, mulling it over in our head. Oh my God. <laughs> Not molding it over. <laughs> Not molding. You were it. mulling it over. <laughs> <laughs> and. and uh, all of a sudden, we each drank six beers each. Yeah. And all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden. Like, and we were like, man, this beer is freaking amazing. Like, <laughs> like, this was such a fun beer to make. And it was the first beer that we brewed uh, with our minds together. And yeah. it was just uh, it was a good uh, fruition, I guess, of, of what the future held, I think, for, for, for Luke and I. And now we've got, we got six guys. Now we, we had a meeting today for, I, I guess, the first time, unfortunately. But... <laughs> It's a good meeting. Yeah, it's a good meeting <laughs> uh, with our with our production team, and we got we got six guys now, seven including no six including myself, I yeah. think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just fun to kind of you know think about that that night and where we're at now. It's fun. Yeah, yeah it, that's that's a cool memory. Thanks for sharing that. I, I can piggyback on that. I walked down into your meeting today, the production team, and sat at the end of the table, and it was really cool to see six members of production. And then you're, you're talking about everything, and I pretended to know what you were talking about with some of it and other stuff. But it was really cool just to see how y'all's team has grown. And, and I think Kenosha is a great example of kind of how, how we were sort of cobbling things together at the beginning yeah. as a startup. And now we're, we're an actual operation. Um, and then I thought of Luke saying, here we grow again. And, you know, that's the laugh every time. <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah, I can't wait for like you know next year when we're rebrewing it and people smell the cinnamon throughout the entire brew and like yes. oh there's Kenosha. Yes, I was thinking about that day uh, to be honest with you and I come back and you know Ben Ramsey you know he's uh, my my brewer and he's he's 
well, one of my beers, sorry. Yeah, Ben's crushing. Yeah. Ben's crushing. That's a very good job. But uh, he's back and I'm like, smells like Kenosha Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't really understand it because he wasn't here for last year. Yeah. But like, if Jason's there, he'd be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At that so, same time, Danny Clifford was like, it smells like a cinnamon bun in here. And I'm like, <laughs> what's a cinnamon bun? You mean a cinnamon roll? <laughs> And then, then I made fun of him for a while. And uh, so, oh, Danny. The, 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 <laughs> so the thing that strikes me about this beer is, you know, as I wander about different um, craft breweries here in Cincinnati, there is no other beer like this. Yeah, I, there, I definitely agree with that. There's it's, no it's other cool. beer like that. It's cool. It's, uh, we're bringing out something that, that's different. Um, I think that was pretty important to both Chase and I in the very beginning when we opened, too, because, look, we're a huge brewery. We started Mass. We're a 30-barrel brewery house. And people be like, Pfft. What? What are you doing? You're crazy. Yeah. You know, ripping out 30 barrel brews at all the time. And, you know, this was something that both of him and I agreed were standouts. You know, that people would be like, oh, yeah, okay, apple struce ale. Okay, that's kind of cute but kind of weird, you know? And, you know. Must have been come. It must have been thought by a brewer. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, who is this guy? Is this Luke? I don't get it makes sense now. But, um, <laughs> no, it just, you know, it goes, it goes, it goes to, to, to the point of, you know, we say this all the time, but like, Chase is classic. I'm a little on the weird side of the beers that I like, but, you know, this is where him and I can put our heads together and come up with that style. And, a little mad scientist over there. Yeah, but it, it speaks to it, it, it. Again, we say this all the time. We're definitely repeating ourselves, but it, it speaks to our 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 our, uh, our strength. You know, yeah, versatility. We can Absolutely. bring both of the the you know the predictable and clean, and the weird and the sour, and bring them together. And there's a little bit of sourness in this beer, but how we did, I won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just said a, a word that that I feel like. This completely fits the portfolio. You said versatility, right? So, so Absolutely. we can do something from uh, like Zauber uh, or um, Voss to Cato to You Betcha to Straight Clouds to Auto, all the way, all the way. You know, we have our, our barrel aged sour program, all the way to Kenosha Kickers, right? And and that's something. Versatility is a perfect word for that because it, it's, it's not one-dimensional in any way. We're doing something that appeals to everyone, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when Jennifer Otto walks through the door, she has this beer that, that she loves, even though she's not going to crush Otto's all night like you would, Steve. <laughs> right? Um, but there's something for her to enjoy, and it's very well made. And, and, and this is... Forgive the cliche here, but this truly is a uniquely crafted beer. And, and on top of that, um, I was just saying it real fast. It's just like it, it's it's enjoyable for us because we came out with this weird beer that we thought did well. You know, we thought it sold fine. You know, it, it did well number wise, exact. You know, et cetera, et cetera. We teased that we were about to release it again, and then people go crazy. Like, oh, yes. wow, people actually really did enjoy this beer yes. and then that just makes us more excited we're like yes. oh yeah. Heck, heck yeah you know it's kind of like the mango frosted we're like it was our first frosted beer and you know it came out fine and we were really proud of it and then we get a, an anonymous potato being like when do you bring back mango frosted and then it's frosted <laughs> fan club and then a frosted get, fan club and then yes. that gets us more excited we're like heck yeah man like people really want this beer it's like we're doing something right you know just because we don't see it on you know the outside you know on on the crust Deep side, deep down in the core, in in the in the gooey pie, um, you know, 
Well, Goober Suds has been amping this up for weeks. He's like, yeah. fuck, no, she's yes. <laughs> yes. And so it's cool, though, because yes. it just makes it makes all of us Shout feel, out Adrian Ramos. Oh, Adrian it just makes Ramos. all of us feel a lot better. Just like, we're doing something right, right? Yes. Yeah, it's true, and it, and it makes the long hours and long days worth it. Yes. Every single person at this table can say that we've put in hours that were, were, were asinine, right? And, I, I can't. <laughs> they love it, though. I mean, these hours, these huge brews, Touché, like Steve. Imperial Auto, like, like we just talked about, these huge brews. Yeah, Imperial like, Auto is... Uh, really just get owned. We have a very gorgeous, very well-thought-out brew house, but that beer is takes a toll on our lotter ton and it is every a, time. it is about a 16 hour brew it's I, I appreciate it because so i mean i most, I like, day, most days i get up around 10 o'clock and <laughs> go to the uh, crack and auto play your yeah, last I mean, ball for yeah, a little while yeah, exactly you know, I, I mean the other day i put in a good three hours of doing nothing <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a a tolling day. Uh, it, it, it was rough, man. Yeah, we probably baby. had to take a nap that day. <laughs> well, well, when, 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 you know, we're all, uh, tension is high, stress is high, and we're in meetings, and we're trying to figure out what's going to work and what's not, and where are we spending money, where are we investing, how are we going to allocate this stuff? It's rewarding to see Goober Suds post on Facebook yep. how he cannot wait for this beer to come yeah. out, and, and hopefully it lived up to his expectations. Mm-hmm. Much like last year, he, he, you know, Adrian made a comment on Facebook uh, in the Cincinnati Craft Beer Club how this was a beer he was looking forward to, yeah. and, and there's a few of them every year that he does, and this is one of them. That's rewarding. Yeah. And, and, and Chase, I know you feel the same way, that, that the long hours all become worth it when you know how much people enjoy your product. And, and this, this falls right in line with that category for me. Yeah, it just makes, it makes the... I mean, I, I can't speak for Chase on this one because I had an experience with him, but the hell that, you know, was hell, year one, more like year, this is more like year two for you, going through, you know, set up with production, with the welders, with, you know, stone technology and everything, and the stupid <laughs> amount of shifts that you worked just to give me some time off so I could have a life. It's nice to see that all that work in the very beginning is now paying off, and now you can step back and just kind of watch your team do the rest of it, and you're like, they set the stone, they're doing it. Well, and as, to, as to you be, own a lot of stuff, because Luke, Luke has really taken ownership to well, try to press Chase, you know, out of the door, because Chase has set up these standards and precedents for us to live with, and, you know, as a team, we try to live up to these, but Luke is the driving factor to really press these standards basically what i just heard them say chase was you can retire and walk away you've set up everything and you're out steve what are you doing tomorrow <laughs> uh probably sitting on the breezeway doing a whole lot of nothing <laughs> yeah i mean yeah luke's definitely right like you know it's been nice to have a, a, a solid team with you know we've you know, Luke and I and, and, and Jeff, you know, we're the, the three amigos, the three original amigos uh, for production. And, you know, we've got SOPs written and we've got things finally kind of squared away and calmed down back there, which is really nice. And with the leadership of, of, of Luke and, and Jeff uh, managing the, the, the packaging side, it's, uh, it's been nice so I can kind of focus on higher level stuff and, you know, hopefully ultimately make more unique beers and also focus on quality and Definitely. And, and, and for those 
for those that don't know what we're talking about, definitely go back and listen to the stories. If, if you're listening and, and haven't listened to, to either our, our first ever podcast, uh, Chapter One, where we talked about our story, or Luke's and Jeff's uh, each have their own podcast where we share a little bit of their background, how they got to where they are. Uh, it, it matters, and it makes a, a big difference. And it's, it's cool sitting here where we are uh, to be able to look back and see all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, definitely, it, it definitely brings a, a smile to my face. And, and, and it's, it's neat to be sitting here after a year of, of doing this and see that we release beers that people clamor for, and they're, they're waiting for them to be re-released. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you are listening and haven't had a chance to try this beer I would ask you, just give it a shot. Uh, it's, even if you're looking at it and saying, an apple sale, I'm out. I have no idea what that even means. <laughs> I promise you, even if you're thinking in your head what it's going to taste like, you're wrong. Until you try it, you have no idea what this beer is going to taste like. And it often, I've heard several people say, it elicits a memory of something, uh, of, of about an apple pie or, or a moment. Um, but if nothing else, it's, it's going to be unique enough that it's probably unlike anything you've, you've had. Uh, certainly from this area, so that's that's pretty cool. I I guess that's that's it on Kenosha uh, for me. Unless anybody else has anything, um, we've released hats again this year. Yeah, like so so the... that's a good call out. So uh, our anniversary party, uh, we've now appropriately deemed both anniversary party slash Kenosha Kickers Day, which is kind of fun. Uh, I think annually now our anniversary party will just be Kenosha Kickers Day. So. Um, it's a pretty fun theme, and uh, obviously you notice throughout the tap room uh, there's uh, a, th- a theme of that buffalo plaid look uh, that, that goes with Kenosha Kickers, all the way from our merch to glassware to the cans itself. Um, this was our first like all-in brand, really. It really was, yeah. yeah. It was the first thing that we really marketed as a standalone brand, yeah. and I'm glad we did because it, it, it stuck. And uh, I think it will continue to stick. So for those that don't know or haven't picked up on it, our plan is to release this as our Christmas winter beer. You can't see me doing air quotes. Uh, Every year that will drop somewhere around our anniversary, uh, around the first weekend of November or last weekend of October every year. And when it's gone, it's gone. Um, But we think probably sometime mid-December to end of December is is the thought of when it will be gone. But we are going to distro with it uh, to outside sales so it will be available in um, hopefully a select Kroger stores where we're able to get some displays for that, uh, but also your favorite retail places uh, where, you, where you purchase product. More than likely, there will be cans available as well. So uh, please pick it up. And also let us know what you think of it. Um, this is one of those beers that, that I would just, I would love to hear people's feedback because it is so different. So if you have thoughts, uh, PNP loves getting emails. <laughs> Danny loves getting emails. His favorite. I enjoy getting fan interaction. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can N- reach out on not necessarily emails. <laughs> Only email me if you like our beer. Yes. Yes. If you hate it, he likes it when you at him on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> yes. All social media. You can get us at Sonder Brewing. Oh, we don't have enough beer for the cheers. So now I've got so time to kill here while well, he gets more beers. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell my Kenosha Kicker story. Though. Yeah, please do. Sorry. So I was not. So anyways, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was not on board when we released Kenosha Kickers. Oh, that's pre- right. Previously, um, I was here for grand opening. I volunteered, and you know I loved all the beers. I was drinking a lot of Record Hop at the time. 
Um, but then I remember coming to visit Justin, hanging out with him, had a Kenosha Kickers and loved it. And then I was going home for Christmas to visit the family in Cleveland. And I sent Andrew, who was a sales guy for us, previously moved on, a message on Instagram. I was like, hey, man, I got to take some of this stuff home with me. Like, where can I get it on my way to Cleveland? And he hooked me up with, I think it was the BP um, up by you, Justin, in South Lebanon, maybe. Um, it was somewhere. Uh, it was like, at a gas station that had some Kenosha Kickers. He hooked me up. But, um, man, I really like this beer. It's definitely a top three for me. Uh, I think Midwestern will always be number one, but this is, like, really fighting for number two. It's just so smooth. The flavor is so good. I love the apple and the cinnamon. Um, Oktoberfest and Christmas beers are my favorite seasons, and Christmas ale from Great Lakes being so nostalgic for me, I love this beer. I always pick up Mad Elf from Trogues every year, too. I love that beer, but... Which is interesting, because that's such a different beer than this. It's an all-timer, though. Yeah. Okay, guys, here's the back. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Danny, so my story about Kenosha is when my wife Jennifer figured out that it wasn't going to be in the tap room year round. We we freaking drove everywhere hunting for six pack. <laughs> we 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 drove to Drug Mart. We drove to BC Bottle Lodge. We drove to Joe's Beer Cave down in Milford or something like that. And we were just scavenging six-packs wherever we could. He sent me a text and goes, do you know if there's any Kenosha left around town? This was like April. And I'm like, dude, I, I've got some left here. I was like, dude, I, th- I think we've been out for a while. He's like, well, Jennifer loves it, and we're at, we're, we are plum out. He's like, I need more. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, I don't I'm, think so. We should cheers. Yep, Josh. Cheers. Hey, to Kenosha Kickers. Thanks, cheers, you guys. Y'all. Cheers.